Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. How's everybody doing this morning? We're glad that you're here with us. And <clears throat> You know, I hope that I can always be sensitive to the Holy Spirit on, on what to speak on. And, you know, I, I feel like now that we're kind of, I don't want to say settled into what's taken place. If you're seeing on society and things maybe you're experiencing, everybody's just a little bit, uh, I don't know if one of you used the word on edge or angry or whatever it might be. You're just, there's like a lot of tension in, in society. And so we're going to look at God's word today on, and in, in just, it's just a, it's not a, a series, but just how that we can live and living in angry times, you know, and I always, uh, <clears throat> whenever I'm speaking on something, especially like anger, it just seems like I'm being tested through the week, you know, and uh, I stubbed my toe this week without any shoes on, kind of ripped the, the nail off my big toe and and uh, it was not fun at all. And so I go to react to it, and I'm thinking, what am I speaking on this Sunday? <laughs> and before I said anything. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, the, the mask, I have the mask that you should pull down over uh, your head. It's like a scarf. And so I had it, like, right up to here, you know. And so I go and... Uh, Let's see, I'm not going to name the place where I went into. Uh, so I go, in, I go in a certain restaurant that's got food to go. And as I go in, there's a nice, she's a Swigger. She must have been 18 or something. She goes, oh, no, 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 you, you got to have that up all the way. You know, she's like, you know, I'm like, oh. And so I, I put it up. I, I put it up. So I go to order. She goes, I can't understand you. <laughs> And then, and so now I think, am I going to get yelled at? I pull it down. Now listen, I go to say something to her, and then she says something back. I couldn't understand her. So now I'm like getting a little bit upset that this is like, this is so like, and I know I'm not going to go down that road of the mass and everything, but I'm just saying, you know, and, and then I'm thinking, okay, what am I speaking on <laughs> this Sunday? But, you know, it's just like these flashpoints, you know, but anyways, I think at one time or another, we all deal with anger, but we're in a time that the Bible gives us an insight how the, as we look to the end times, what it is going to be like. And the Bible talks about that violence, and if you take Noah, Jesus said it would be like Noah's day. So you go back to Genesis and it said violence covered the earth, not just hits here, there, whatever. And we see what's happening in our society of all the, the looting and all the different things that that people are doing to each other. And, and uh, I saw a lady, it was on the news, she was in Payless shoes and, and she was told to put her mask on and, and she didn't want to. So she started throwing shoe boxes at the clerk. I'm thinking, what are, what are we doing? Anyways, we looked at God's word. And I heard something very interesting, and that's why I'm, I, I, we just do it here at City Church, but I heard something interesting this week, and that was that, and I'm going to say 50% because I always like taking statistics and pull them down a little bit, 
But the statistic that I heard was 75% of churches never talk about the end times. And I thought, what? So I thought, well, even if it's 50%, 50% of the churches never really talk about the end times. I'm thinking, wait, what, what are we actually even living in? We need to, to look at God's word saying where we're at and where we're headed. Where are we headed? We're, heading, we're headed somewhere. And so we're going to look at God's word today, just a few passages of scripture. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 24, the verses where Jesus speaks about disciples asking, what's it going to be towards the end times? What is it going to look like? In Matthew chapter 24, we're going to read verses 1 through 12. Let's pray. Fathers, we come to you today. Lord, I know that there's so many things in the hearts of people, all of us today, that we're, we're living in a time that we've never experienced, and, and we feel a certain way, and we want to be able to look to you, and Lord, you lead us and guide us. Lord, speak to each and every one of us in the way that you want to today, the only the way that you can, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, one other thing I want to share with you, within 10 days, I've had like, I've conducted like six funerals. And the reason I'm just saying that is that I didn't realize this, that uh, two of those, the people were really angry. I mean, they were very upset. And I said, why, why are you, what, what's the problem? Why are you so upset? And they said, you know, the last two months, we, we didn't get to see our loved one. We couldn't go in and touch them. We couldn't spend time with them. And I thought, oh man, that's so sad. It's just even a different type of anger in which we're facing that here, here it is, your loved one at the end of life and you can't get to see him. We all understand it's a terrible disease and, and the virus and, and I'm not minimizing this at all. At all, please listen to. Me. I'm just saying, it's just it's what it's what it's done to bring that level up where people are so upset with what is taking place and how so much has changed. Matthew chapter 24. So Jesus tells them about the end time and what will take place and how that we're living in this time. In Matthew 24. Verses 1, and I'm going to read down through verse 12. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat at the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us what will be the signs are things that will be, and what will be the signs of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to him, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, which we see and we're facing now. See that you are, so I want you to get this. Don't miss this because so many, I think pastors overlook this. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. You know what the Lord's saying to you today, no matter what you're facing? He even says that about the end times of what we're living in and all the violence and all the things that we see going on. Don't be troubled. Know that there's always hope, 
always hope in Jesus. No matter what, no matter what you're facing today in your relationships, no matter what you see at work or what you're going through personally, know that there's always hope. There's always hope. See that you're, he, notice he, he, he could, he very easily did not have to put that in there. See that you're not troubled. What your experience is a family, what you're going through at work or you don't know what's going to happen, see that you're not troubled. He continues and he says, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. That's important. They will deliver you up in the tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake, and there will be many offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Boy, what a time. Everybody's offended about something, right? It's unbelievable. I mean, it's, if, if we can't believe that we're living at the beginning of the end, I mean, there's never been a time that people are not being so offended about everything. And it continues on. And we'll hate one another. It's like the, the newspaper or the news that you're seeing on your phone or computer is coming right out of this chapter. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And here we'll close. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. I, I just wanted you to see that today. I want you to know that this is the, the time that we're living in and that love will grow cold. What do we see happening in your family? What do we see happening at work? How do we, how do we deal with all the, all the anger and everything that, that, that has taken place? Well, God always, always, always gives us a way to get through these angry times. He always does. I want you to turn to another passage in, 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 in the book of Proverbs. And, uh, but I want you to realize something. We're not in the tribulation. So many people say, oh, no. We're not. Do you know in the book of Revelation it says that, that during the tribulation that, you know, you ever go out and you, and you see, you need to go outside, look at, you know, the, there's hail coming down, the hailstorm. Wow, that, they said on the news it was the size of a golf ball. You know it says in the book of Revelation the hailstones that will come down during the tribulation are a hundred pounds. One hailstone. I don't think that, that, that we're quite living uh, in the tribulation we see. All these things that we're seeing, I'm here to tell you, is just the beginning. Now, I want you to understand one more thing. Just as the days of Noah. How long did it take Noah to build the ark? Well, a long time. Uh, it was, some say 100 years, some say 120 years, okay? But here's what I want you to know about your family. And we're all, in a sense, have an underlying, if you will say, fear. Uh, you, don't, you know, do I go out at a certain time of night? Do I go a certain place? What's happening? You see the news. You're afraid of all the things. You're afraid for your kids. All the things. All violence covered the earth. It was an angry, angry horrible time in Noah's day. But somewhere between 100 and 120 years the ark was built by Noah, and the whole time, God protected his family. 
I want you to know today as a believer, I want you to know that your kids and your grandkids, as you pray and you live a serenity, God has a hedge about them and a covering over you. It's so important how we live as parents and grandparents because we have this covering over our children. And God gives us that responsibility and the Holy Spirit will cover them. Just know those conversations you have as parents or as grandparents, just know that God knows in this time that we're living in, in this angry time, in this violent time that he's going to protect your family. Let's look at another aspect in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 1. You know, we, I talk to so many people that they say, you know, some of my relatives or friends, you know, we've been close all these years and, uh, well, we got into it on Facebook and, well, that, that's it, you know. Went to high school with them, but, you know, they defriended me and they don't want to talk anymore. Ran into it at the grocery store all over, you know, who's doing the, this, that, whatever in politics. You know, I'm like, what? I want you to know, I want you to get this as a believer. To relax, to know that in any conversation you have with anybody that, that you've already won. As a believer, Jesus won the war, won all the battles on the cross. And I want you to know as a believer, and I want you to claim this verse in the time that you live in, in Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Boy, is it such truth? You, you don't even have to expound on that. It's just there. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You know, take it in relationships or even, if you will, as a husband or wife. You know, says this, and they say that, and they say it, and that, and that. You know, it gets, it gets so heightened. Why? Because one says another, and another, and you go back and forth. And instead of saying, a soft answer turns away wrath in and he said, God gives us a promise there. What I'm, what I'm sharing with you as a believer is this. When you hear everything that we go on and even closer as we get into the lecture and all the things that we see and how angry our society is getting, you know, we've, and whatever it might be, I'm not here to preach politics. But what I'm saying is this, that if you come back on whatever it might be, is a soft answer. First of all, it shows that in many ways that that person that, that is so angry, I want you to get this. You've given them something that they will think about. You say, what do you mean, Dallas? If you argue and they argue and you argue and they are, all, all you're doing, you're, you have no time to think. That's why I always say in relationships, in relationships and marriage, if you constantly argue back and forth with each other, you give your no, no time at all for that other person in that relationship to think about what you've said. When it's a soft answer, it calms things down. And whether you realize it or not, at work or in a relationship, that person, that conflict that you're having, they're actually going to think about what you said because you came in a calming way instead of, I'm right, no, I'm right, and MSM... BC or whatever, they're right, or no, Fox News is right, and CNN is right. I mean, it's just unbelievable what we're living in. I want us to look at another verse and really bring this home. 
to all of us personally. I want you to look to Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to look at this as our last verse today in verses 26 and 27 and then 29 and 32. Ephesians chapter 4, when it comes to any area in your life, look what God tells us about the angry times that we live in and about anger. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the level, to the devil. Is that is that actually possible <laughs> to be angry and, and not to sin? You know, I always look. You always go to the Bible for an example. You know, Peter Peter had a temper. Whether or not, if you're able to, if you study Peter's life, you know. First of all, Jesus says, I, "I'm going to have to go to the cross. I'm going to have to die for the sins of the world." And he tells the disciples this. You know what Peter does? Peter grabs Jesus, pulls him off to the side and says, no, you're not going to do that. And what, is, what, is, what does Jesus say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. I, I, boy, I sure would hate to be in Peter's position. But he's, I believe he look, was looking right through Peter at, to Satan. What else did Peter do? Well... He still didn't learn his lesson. His temper flared again. They're in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's ready to fight again. What does he do? They're getting ready to take Jesus to the cross. Peter pulls out his weapon, his sword, and whacks the servant off of the warriors that are there and cuts the guy's ear off. I, I would say that he had a little bit of a temper. He does that. Not much longer after he said the first thing. We know that Jesus puts the ear back on. You know, right there, wouldn't you think to be a little afraid if you were the other warriors to see, you know, this guy whacks the ear off somebody and Jesus picks the ear and puts it right back. I mean, I would be a little bit concerned to uh, capture this person anyway. So, and then what does he do again? Three times, especially one specifically to a young girl the night Jesus arrested, he curses and says, I don't know him. So, why am I saying that? I'm saying it because right now you, when I'm talking about a temper, you're thinking about maybe the times that you've lost your temper and you're feeling kind of not good and why did you show up today to hear this message, okay? So, here's what I'm getting at. It's okay. I want you to know, I'm giving you an example that a great disciple for Jesus had a temper. And God using, Jesus using to preach the first sermon, a sermon of the New Testament church, and thousands of people were saved. And then we have the example of Jesus, not just once, but twice he cleanses the temple, and he's angry. But what I'm getting, that, that you can have and be angry, not towards people, but towards sin. Be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun Go down on your wrath. You know, you can't control what someone else does in their life, but you can go to bed at night knowing that you have forgiven. We're going to get at that in just a minute. Have forgiven someone. When God says don't go to bed angry, he says and he means don't go to bed angry. And whether or not the other person is or not, that's not your problem. Your problem is are you. The Lord is telling us something. Because you know what? We're going to let it fester. And the next day, I'm sure that you got so busy 
that you just kind of let that go and it's still in there. Don't go to bed. And then he continues on. Listen to verse 29 and down through verse 32. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. Now, as we read that, we're, we're convicted because we see, man, how do I, how do I, how do, I do that? How do I do that? You know, there's a couple things that people ask me about more than anything else and about the Bible. One, you know, you know, yeah, well, you know, well, Jesus, you know, he had that, he had that wine going on. He, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, what, what do you think, Pastor? What about me drinking and doing all that, you know, not going down that road today, okay? That's one. And the other one is, how do I forgive? so difficult. You don't know what I've been through. The bitterness, the anger, and what you faced in relationships or we can go down and we can think, let me give you a couple examples. You've been through a bad divorce. You hear that person's name and you're, you're still, it's, it still hurts. Married a long time, whatever it might be. And someone, your mate passes away and you're just at the point in time in life that you're going to travel together and you're angry. You got this job you've had for 25 years and the boss comes in and says, clean your desk out, it's, on, it's over with and that's it. And uh, right now, today, you're angry. And in many ways, you have every right to be. And then you hear the dreaded word, which we all hate to hear, is cancer. You're angry. Those four things affect just about everybody one way or another. And we can be very angry. And you see people in society do some things that they normally wouldn't do. Talk to any police officer. The worst call they can go on is a domestic dispute. How do we deal with that? God always gives us a way. I want you to know that. He always gives us a way. As I close today, I want to give you three basic things. If you do these things, you will be able to forgive and you will have, listen to me, you will have freedom. See, because you might be angry at God, you might be angry at, at your mate or your ex-spouse or or you fill in a blank, but it's there. And, you know, just like I said, you go to bed and you ain't, you go to bed and you ain't, and, and you forget about the next day, you get so busy, you don't realize it's all in there. It's in there. Or you see somebody that hurts you in a certain way and it, it, you're angry. What do I want you to know and what do I want you to see? The first aspect is I want you to see Jesus. I want you to see 
to know that he, this is it, he wants to talk to you about it. He wants to hear from you. You say, well, oh, come on. I mean, he, he's got all this other stuff. Let me, let, me, let me talk to you about the stars for a minute. You say, what do stars have to do with forgiveness? Well, just hold on. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm that God created the stars. Astronomers tell us not, not 2 billion, not 3 billion, not 4 billion. Astronomers tell us that there is at least 100 billion stars. It is amazing if you go to the Everglades or out west of Arizona. It's just, it's unbelievable. We don't really get that in beautiful sunny Akron, Ohio. But, you know, when you go out there, it is unbelievable. You just, all you want to do is look up all night. It's just, you can't believe all the stars. Now, here's what's so important. He, he counts all the stars, and not only does he count all of them, he calls them by name, a hundred billion. Now, you don't think how important that you are to the Lord. There's nothing else that's been created by God. No animal, nothing. The moon, the sun, the stars that are made in God's image except you and me. We are made in God's image and we are his child is a believer we're children of God he wants you to talk to him when you're able to converse back and forth with Jesus the Bible says sometimes you might be soaring you don't, you don't even know how to relate with it the Lord says book of Romans he knows what's on your heart he knows but you have to express it to him when you can converse with Jesus back and forth this, and it might go on for quite some time, I want you to know that's the process that starts. Because if you continue to rationalize why it's okay for you or me to be angry, you'll never work through it. You have to be willing to say somehow, some way, I don't understand this, but I'm going to talk to Jesus about it. Again, again. Again, the second thing that we need to do when it comes to dealing with anger and unforgiveness, it's right here. It's right here. It's the word of God. Now, I'm not going to give you a bunch of scriptures today. You know why? In many ways, we're, late. we're, 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 we're just lazy people. I want you to look it up yourself. You know that, that you're going through something, you're angry about something, that I don't have a clue what it's about. But you know that God's word is so powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is the spirit. The sword is the spirit. Now, here's what I want you to get, that bitterness and anger that you've been dealing with and this angry society that we live in. The promise is this. God's word is like a sword. And when you read it, it's going to cut through anything that you're dealing with, anything that you've talked to God, anything that you're angry, anything that you're bitter about. 
the Lord is going to take his word like a sword and he's going to cut right through into your heart. And it's going to begin to all that bitterness and anger is going to start to ooze out. But I don't know what verse it is that you need. Only you do. And God is so amazing, just like he calls the stars by name, he knows exactly the verse and verses that you need for what you've been dealing with. We call out to Jesus. We begin to have a conversation with him. And then we consistently go to the word of God every time that that comes up and we're angry we think about that person or whatever it might be that you're dealing with in that situation that you're angry about and that you're bitter about it it, it might have been something you're not even around anymore it might have been a, a, a father that was so abusive that's passed away years ago and you're still dealing with that anger I want you to know the word of God will cut through into your heart and he'll be able to work and be able to get you tender now here's the question I get the third aspect but more than anything else with this Dallas how long when is that forgiveness just going to be there and I'm not going to be angry and bitter anymore this time that we live in, everybody's so tense. And, and so it just, that harbors that. We feel, when am I not going to be bitter anymore about that person or about that situation or about losing everything or about what? When am I not going to be bitter anymore? I don't know. That's <laughs> not the answer that you want. But here's what I want you to understand. I want you to continue Every day, as God's word says, he tells us in his word to be quick to forgive. You say, well, how do I do that? I mean, I, I can't. And you know what? You're probably right. So what do we do? Here's what we do. You go to the Lord today and you bring that person or this situation up or how you feel and you say you might even be angry at God and you say Lord forgive me and you get up tomorrow and you do the same thing over again you know I was really really being honest to be honest with you not to go into detail but you know very angry very angry after being married 30 years and everything explodes and um, not understanding at all. Can't even do my job because I don't have a marriage. And I was angry. And people ask me many times, well, how long did it take? And I'm just sharing with you about me too. Every day, every day, every day. Lord, you got to take this from me. And it'd be okay for a little while and something would be said or I would hear something and this or that or whatever and there would come up all over again. Every day, Lord, forgive me. Will you take this from me? This went on for months. 
This actually went on for a couple of years. <laughs> you say, well, man, that's not very encouraging. But, <laughs> but you know what? What's a couple of years compared to your life? And I want to encourage you today with this, just with my example, that you continue to go to the Lord, the third aspect, and you continue to say, Lord, I forgive this person. Lord, I forgive, I forgive. Help me to forgive, I forgive. And here's what happens. I can't give you an exact pinpoint or time when it was cleansed when it was over but I do remember looking back that all of a sudden I remember it was just gone and that's who Jesus is he'll never lie to you and I encourage you today as we close in this angry world that we live in today and maybe you have every right to feel the way that you do. But Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. And we look to him and we go to him and we take his word and we work on that and his word begins to work in our life and it cuts through that anger and that bitterness and we begin to melt and begin to be tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven us. And it begins to work and work and we continue to go to the Lord and Lord, I got to do this. I know I can't take this. It's affecting every aspect of my life. I don't want to live like this and, and, and help me forgive me and you continue to over and all of a sudden all I can tell you it's gone and you're free and you know when you know no one has to explain it to you man there's nothing like nothing like knowing that you're living in freedom because first, we've been forgiven. And secondly, we forgive others the way Jesus has forgiven us. Let's close with this by saying, what did Jesus say on the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They might be just so far out there and lost. They don't even know maybe what they're They don't even know how much they've hurt you. They don't, they don't know, but it's about you today. It's about me today. It's about to know that, Jesus, I, I want to have victory. I want to be blessed. I want your favor, and it can't happen unless we go to him. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, closing this, it doesn't have to happen overnight. And God will bless you as long as you're on that road and you're saying, Lord, I'm trying, help me, help me. And Jesus will. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And know to continue to go to him again and again and again. And you will live that life of victory. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today, you know, we, maybe you're here 
watching Facebook, YouTube, whatever it might be, and you're here today, and, and this is we started with society and then came down to, to us personally, it really hits home. And everybody's so angry today. Maybe, and you even might have a, a right to feel that way. But I want you to know that Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. That person, people, work, cancer, looking at God, not understanding, just give it to him. Today, tomorrow, next month, and one day it'll be gone. And you will be blessed through the process. And you will be blessed in such a way that you can't believe how you feel because you're free. You're free in your thoughts. You're free in your emotions. You're free in your daily life. And when you hear that person's name, maybe you, there's no emotion tied to it anymore. That's when you know that you've forgiven. You can't do it on your own. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, first let me back up as a believer. If this has hit home with you, where is it? Go to the Lord right now and say, Lord, I'm going to start today as a believer. Help me. Help me to forgive. Lord, I'm not there yet. Help me. And open his word up today and tonight, tomorrow. And let that sword break the bitterness and make you tender again. And one day it'll all be gone because you're willing to forgive them for they know not what they do. If you're here today or you're watching, you don't know Jesus is your Savior. And that's why, that's why he came to this world. He lived a perfect life to die on the cross for all our sins. And if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, when all that's built up in your life, you can pray, Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins, Jesus. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you, Lord. I know we're hearing such response of so many people tuning in and listening to your word. I know today has been such a sensitive topic, and I just pray that, Lord, we will be open to forgiveness, tenderhearted, forgiving others as you, Jesus, have forgiven us. Lord, if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they step out as Ben leads us in an invitation. Father, we will give you the praise. We will show them in your word and they can accept you as their Savior today and be on that road of a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. 
And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.